Welcome back to the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Soden, and uh, we're on episode 8, guys. Uh, two away from 10, which is a pretty big deal for me. 10 episodes, uh, maybe uh, episode 10. We'll, uh, we'll actually have a guest on, who knows. I'll try and get something lined up for everyone. But uh, before we get into all the extracurricular activities outside the ring, I just want to give a shout-out to TheDailySmart.com for being my one-stop shop for all wrestling news. Uh, Rich over there really works his ass off to give everyone the best quality app possible. And I just want to make sure everyone goes to whatever app store you have and uh, downloads the app, first of all, and then leaves a nice review. Um, if there's a star rating, throw up five stars like Big Dave and uh, let, uh, let Rich know uh, his hard work is really paying off. Uh, it's the least we can do. Uh, so uh, let's get into everything because we do have somewhat of a jam-packed uh, news week. Uh, we got Bodyslam.net reporting that Daniel Bryan or I should say now formally Daniel Bryan, has signed with AEW, and he'll be debuting at the Arthur Ashe Show in uh, New York City uh, in September. This is according to Cassidy Haynes. The decision came down to Bryan wanting to work with New Japan and WWE not being able to strike a deal with them, so he started looking elsewhere. Of course, AEW has a pretty good relationship with New Japan, so it seems like it was a no-brainer. Uh, Brian isn't the only former WWE champion looking to make his return. Uh, Fightful.com is reporting that CM Punk will be making a grand return to wrestling. Uh, speculation is that it will be for AEW, as uh, many are pointing to the all-in pay-per-view being in Punk's hometown of Chicago in September. Uh, this rumor being fueled by AEW trademarking uh, First Dance, kind of a play on the Michael Jordan documentary Last Dance, which Punk uh, threw up the theme for Last Dance on Instagram, on Thursday afternoon. Uh, kind of big news. Both guys are uh, pretty uh, well-respected in the industry. So uh, if they do debut for AW, it's a, it's a get. Uh, the only person I could see not wanting them to is Hangman Page, who kind of is finally starting to get that push to the main event level that has eluded him for the past year or so. Uh, NXT TakeOver 36 will be airing on Sunday. August 22nd, the day after SummerSlam this year, instead of the day before. Uh, WWE kind of did a little uh, flip-flop with those two. Uh, so far, the only match announced is Walter versus Ilya, Ilya Dragunov. I suck at these names. For the NXT UK title. This was announced on uh, Thursday. Uh, there are some other big matches rumored to be taking place, but I try and keep this show as spoiler-free as possible. Um... We got Thunder Rosa officially signing with AEW this week. Uh, she also made an appearance at TNA's Slammiversary. Um, along with her debuting at uh, Slammiversary, we saw former WWE superstar No Way Jose make his debut with the company. And new Ring of Honor wrestler Chelsea Green returned to the company, the team with her fiancé Matt Cardona, formerly known as Zack Ryder, to take on his ex-girlfriend, um, Tanelle. And uh, Caleb with a K in a uh, mixed tag team match. Uh, speaking of Slammiversary, we saw Jay White make an appearance at the end of the Kenny Omega-Sammy Callahan match. Uh, it looks like he ended up working the recent set of tapings for the company. So he'll be featured on TV in the coming weeks as well. Uh, he may be teaming with a certain someone. There could be a new Bullet Club member. Who's to say? Um... Speaking of TNA, it looks like Kira Hogan has wrapped up with TNA. Uh, she's no longer working with Impact Wrestling this week. Um, came out 
this week. She announced it on her OnlyFans account. Uh, no word on where she might land, but it seems like Tony Khan is in the mood to be tossing money around, and her fiance is also there right now. So, who knows where we'll see her? Uh, Mark Henry announced that his last match will be under the AEW banner. Uh, he didn't go into too much detail, but said that it will happen with that company. Um, Wrestle Inc. is reporting that WWE will be holding a Queen of the Ring tournament sometime in 2021. Speculation has been that the company would be bringing back King of the Ring tournament this year and possibly introducing the female counterpart. Uh, I think why not have these as special events, throw them up on a Saturday, give me more to talk about during the week. Um, that seems to be it as far as news goes for Outside of the Ring. A lot of big news, a little bit of small news. No, no such thing as a slow news day here, am I right? Anyway, when we return, we'll be talking about uh, WWE's Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and then we'll sort of be going into that format I've been rocking with, worst show to best show. Um, so yeah, we'll be right back. All right, we're back, and we're breaking down Money in the Bank, which feels like forever ago, but it was last Sunday. Uh, the show started off with a little pre-show action. Uh, the Usos, who could hold the title of the greatest pre-show act in WWE history, along with being WWE's greatest tag team, but that's a debate for a different day. Face the Mysterios in a little family versus family tag team title match action. Uh, the Usos walked away with the tag team titles. We saw a little bit of Dom getting his ass beat. We saw Dom watching a little bit of uh, GIFs on the uh, old Twitter. He redid that, uh, that Kidman spot. Uh, Jay Uso used his legs uh, for uh, leverage for Jimmy. That's how they won the belts. Uh, there was a little brotherly sacrifice in there. Overall, it was a good tag team title match. Uh, the women's Money in the Bank uh, match started off the show, and uh, it was probably the worst match of the show. Maybe ah, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte was pretty bad too. But Tamina, Tamina sucks. Yeah, she really is bad. Um, I don't know why they force-fed her into this match. Um, they could have put, like I, I was advocating for, they could have put someone like Shotzi, who's going to do some daredevil shit out there. Uh, Natty was uh, somewhat solid, you know, for Natty. Um, the crowd was hot for Naomi, for Alexa. Um, Liv wasn't as... Liv didn't get the reaction I thought she was going to get. Um... But the crowd, uh, you know, crowd was, was, it was nice to have them back. Uh, the finish saw Nikki Ash run up behind Liv and snag the briefcase. She is now your women's money in the bank holder. Overall, you know, it was just, it was fine. There wasn't too many spots that were like, ah. Oh. Uh, we get a bloodline segment. Um, and then Viking Raiders versus Styles and almost. For the Raw Tag Team titles, I almost feel like this match should have been on the pre-show. And the Usos-Mysterios match should have been on the main show. But uh, almost an AJ retain. All four men really worked their asses off. Uh, almost is really coming into his own. And he even displayed that more on Raw this week. Uh, I like the tag team. I like the chemistry that both guys have. I mean, um, both teams have. Uh, it, was, it was a solid overall uh match uh, we get a drew promo um and then bobby versus kofi for the raw title uh man 
that tease that they had of Kofi getting out of the Hurt Locker and almost mounting a comeback really got me. Um, I would say that was probably the the best spot in the match. Uh, Bobby absolutely destroyed Kofi. Um, he he won via the Hurt Locker, and uh, yeah, it felt like Kofi Kingston got like 15 seconds of offense in the entire match. Uh, I get some people's complaints, but I really liked uh, Bobby kind of coming back into the monster self that he is. Um, and Kofi can can handle a loss like that. No one really cares. Kofi's still going to be as over as Rover. As over as Rover with the audience. I don't know if that's a saying, but it is now. T-shirt's coming soon. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte for the Raw's women's title. It pulled me in at the end. It was better than the last match. Charlotte won with a figure eight. Overall, it is what it was. Um, we get the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, Drew McIntyre and uh, Big E had that little face-off in the beginning. I like that. Rollins working with Mysterio was nice. If they do end up on the same show at some time, I wouldn't mind seeing a little little action with those two. Uh, Jinder and company stopped Drew from winning the match and kind of eliminated him from it. Uh, Ricochet spot where he ran the ropes, jumped on, and then did the backflip off the ropes after getting knocked off was brilliant. Uh, overall, I feel like it wasn't as spot-festy as they normally are. Um, Rollins did hit a powerbomb um, on Owens through the through ladders, uh, Big E hit um, the big ending off the ladder on Seth Rollins, and then um, Big E, Big E won the men's Money in the Briefcase, Money in the Bank Briefcase, I'm really stuttering today, uh, it was a thing of beauty, it was a thing of, they should go up in some kind of museum just seeing him hold that briefcase. Uh, I can't wait to see what they do with him. Uh, after the match, Seth Rollins cut a promo going ape shit and crazy about everything uh and then we get edge versus roman reigns uh the usos try to help roman of course mysterios come out and make the save um it was a hard-hitting match roman and edge really did their thing in this uh i'd probably go back if any of the matches from tonight i'd probably go back and watch edge versus roman uh seth does come in and interfere he super kicks edge seth does come back in again because his damage wasn't good enough. Um, eventually, Roman does pick up the win. Um, and uh, Roman gets on the mic at the end. And I honestly, personally, thought Goldberg was going to come back in this moment. But no. When the trumpets hit, I jumped out of my seat in excitement that our wrestling savior was back. John Cena came out. He didn't say much. Did a little bit of that. You can't see me. Uh, spoke to the crowd after the cameras went off the air. Um, he will be at Raw. We'll talk about that shortly. Uh, it was Overall, it was a solid pay-per-view. Um, like I said, the match of the night was probably Edge versus Roman. Uh, go out of your way to see that one. Uh, outside of that, you know, if you missed it, you missed it. Uh, it was nice to see the crowd back. Um, they, they went up for the crowd. Everyone performed at a, you know, a peak level, I would say, compared to what they have been without the crowd. Uh, it was nice. It was nice. Uh, when we get back, we will uh, get into format about worst to best show. Um, yeah, this was a this was a fun week of wrestling with uh, crowds back all together. So, worst of the week show is a first time participant at this end. It's going to be NXT. Uh, 
uh, overall, I just the show just wasn't great. Uh, there's no real direction. Uh, it feels like they're playing the waiting game, and yeah, it's just a mess. Uh, Joe starts off the show calling out Cross. Regal comes out to stop it. Both men go back and forth. Of course, Cross isn't here yet. Um, they agree that Cross and Joe will end tonight. Um, we get a Zia Lee promo. That was really good. I really like the direction that Zia Lee is going in. Uh, I feel as though her character is one of the bright spots in NXT right now. Speaking of bright spots in NXT, Diamond Mind is coming out. We're going to get Roderick Strong and Taylor Rust versus Bobby Fish and Kushida. Um, Kushida and Fish sneak attack Strong and Rust. Uh, it was just your bread and butter NXT tag team match. Um, you know, you'll, you see it countless times. It was a good match. Um, Kushida gets the win with the hoverboard lock on Rust. Uh, we get a Cameron Grimes LA Knight segment from earlier in the day. Um, these are funny. I do enjoy them. Um, I'm not... I feel I feel as though they do really truly need to lead to something a little bit more than what they have been. I know it's only the second week, but we're entering Drake Maverick into this segment, which felt weird. Um, he comes to the defense of Cameron Grimes with him trying to carry L.A. Knight's bags. L.A. Knight does his best rock impression, uh, and it leads to Drake Maverick versus L.A. Knight later later in the evening. We get an Odyssey Jones promo, which I'm a big I, he's got a little bit of ways to go, but I am big into Odyssey Jones. Um, I think down the line, he'll, he has a bright future. Uh, Frankie Monet with Jesse Camilla versus uh, JC Jane. And JC Jane, uh, for those keeping track at home, was formerly known as Avery Taylor on the Independence. Um, yeah, this is a pretty solid match. Robert, uh, Robert Stone runs out. Um, sort of in the beginning of the match, and then out of nowhere, Mandy Rose uh, appears on the announcer's table, uh, kind of sprawled out like a captain into Neil pose, um, blocking Wade Barrett, and we hear about that for quite some time. Uh, fine NXT match. Uh, Frankie picks up the win. It is what it is. Mandy Rose disappears. I'm not sure exactly what the storyline is there. Um, there is a lot of undertones of seduction, which... Um, Feels very Attitude Era-esque, but, you know, we'll see where that goes. Uh, we get a Gargano and Austin Theory promo. Uh, the Pizza Man steps in, Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, dude is like a walking Ninja Turtle. He just, he feels like Michelangelo and Donatello rolled into, like, the graphic tee department at Target. Um... It's announced later on tonight it'll be Austin Theory versus Kyle O'Reilly. Gargano tells uh, Theory he's going to go it alone to prove himself. Um, we get a Bronson Reed promo. Uh, it'll be Cole and uh, Adam Cole and Bronson Reed next week. It should be a fun send-off match for Bronson Reed, I imagine. Um, and then we get Austin Theory versus Kyle O'Reilly in what probably is the match of the night for NXT. Um the picture-in-picture picture really killed the momentum for me. Um, it kills the momentum every time. AEW is, like, big with it. They use it in, like, title matches a lot. And it just takes me right out of what the action and what's going on. I wish they would just cut down on the actual time of the match and have the commercial be the commercial. Uh, Kyle Riley uh, snaps um, when Austin Theory is working with the steps. 
Um, eventually, he makes Theory tap out with a heel hook. It was a good match. I It did pick me back up halfway through when it came back from pitcher and pitcher, like I said. Um, overall, just the show wasn't that great, so this match really did stand out. Uh, we get a Raquel promo. Um, you know, your usual Raquel promo. Uh, Legato de Fantasmo and Hit Row um, have a little... Uh, little segment here i thought we were about to get a rap is crap part two with santos but that doesn't seem to be the case uh hit row gets the upper hand eventually uh swerve breaks a guitar over zima's back um you know we're gonna get a little gang warfare here because seems to be the end thing i like it it works here there's not much of it going on um we get a way promo in the back. Everyone's arguing. It's a disrupt family. Uh, Austin Theory feels like the middle child, not getting the attention he deserves. Uh, he tries to go for the high five, and uh, Gargano does not reciprocate. So Austin Theory walks out, and no one notices. Um, Joe is waiting for Cross. We get that segment. Uh, still not there. We get Andre Chase versus uh, Odyssey Jones. Uh, I do want to note that Andre Chase does not get a promo. Jones, Yermo, and Duke Hudson all got promos for the NXT breakout, so I feel as though that's where they view Andre Chase at this time. Uh, Chase shows off a little bit. He is a solid wrestler. Uh, Jones muscles his way back into it. Um, He eventually wins. It's a little sloppy, but like I said earlier, I do like his potential. Um, we get an MSK promo that's interrupted by Imperium. Um, I do like that. It looks like Imperium and MSK will probably be facing off at TakeOver 36, um, for the tag team titles, uh, which I can very much so get behind. Uh, Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin, uh, promo where they kind of challenge Timothy, ja- uh, Timothy Thatcher and Ciampa. Uh, LA Knight versus Drake Maverick, and Drake, of course, gets a jobber entrance here. Uh, Knight argues with Grimes throughout the match. Eventually, he makes Cameron Grimes hold up the title, um, which Drake Maverick dropkicks uh, LA Knight into the title, uh, rolls him up for the win. Uh, After the match, LA Knight attacks Drake Maverick. Uh, Cameron Grimes makes the save, and then LA Knight tells his new butler that he has to hit Drake Maverick. Um, Grimes kind of, you know does the little no i don't want to to the moon and then uh eventually he does knock out drake maverick uh the crowd vehemently boos that it seems like they're gonna go with a cameron grimes turn maybe or i don't i really don't know if they're just playing up the turn and it's not gonna happen but i guess drake maverick is probably going to be involved somewhat into this storyline for the foreseeable future uh we get camera uh carmelo hayes versus josh briggs announced for next week's breakout tournament match that should be uh, a decent match uh Lee versus raquel for the nxt women's title is up um the injury to Lee's ribs kind of took a lot out of this match um Overall, it just it didn't seem like the two clicked as much as I was hoping they would. Um, that choke slam at the end really looked like it was uh, not needed. But hey, um, Raquel picks up the win and uh, we'll move on as the NXT Women's Champion. Uh, and then we get the Samoa Joe uh, carrying a cross segment. Uh, Joe 
hears that Cross is in the building, goes to the ring. Um, Cross appears on the Titantron. It looks like he murdered William Regal. Joe runs to Regal's aid, and Karrion Cross drives off in his, uh, his fancy sports car. And it looks like they will have to uh, square this off in the coming weeks. And that's where NXT ends. Uh, it ended on a bit of a high note, but overall the show just felt like it was there. It was presented to us. Um, not much really advanced anything outside of the MSK Imperium and the Samoa Joe cross stuff. Um, yeah, it was it was all right. It, it was what it was with everyone kind of the crowds back for the other shows and everything. It just felt like it lacked that energy. Um, now, uh, the next three shows are were a little bit tough for me to decide which were worse, which were better. Uh I guess you're going to have to wait to find out. So, we are back. And I feel like this one this one might be a surprise. But honestly, like I said earlier, Wednesday and Tuesday just sucked the energy out of me. Uh, Dynamite was the second worst show of the week. They start things off with Jericho versus Sean Spears. Uh, Sully comes out with Spears. This is part of the gauntlet. Uh, MJF is on commentary. Tully does his distractions. Sammy Guevara comes out and gets Tully out of there. Um... Judas Effect for the win. MJF gets on the mic. He says, next week, you'll be facing someone in an ODQ match. And a bright spot is Nick Gage was introduced. I never thought, personally, I would see that man on television like this. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be Jericho versus Nick Gage in an ODQ match. Uh, a little shocked that they're not calling it a death match since AEW does seem to not mind that title. Um, they even have a death match on this show, but yep, it's going to be a no DQ match. Following that, we get a Miro promo, uh, where he says he will be in Charlotte to defend his title. It's not announced who the title is looking sharp, but we're on week three of no Miro defending it. Uh, I hope he enjoyed his vacation. Uh, we get Kaz, uh, Kazarian, the elite hunter, whatever you want to call him, versus Doc Gallows in a match I wish never happened. Uh, Gallows picked up the win with help from Carl Anderson. Uh, this dude's been running around calling himself the elite hunter since May, and no one, no one has been hunted or hurt. He barely has made a blimp. He's just another body in interference in matches, and yeah, they need to do something with this. You can't portray someone as being the hunt the elite hunter and him not even taking out brandon cutler uh yeah so uh next we get uh a kenny and don callis a uh, little rollout um they beat down on kazarian uh hangman eventually comes out somewhat for the save uh he hands don callis his drink and then page goes off on gallows and anderson eventually the dark order comes out for the save because hangman page was giving getting a little you know beat down uh and it's it is announced next week it'll be the five on five match and john silver will be making his comeback from that shoulder injury uh thank god uh we get a team taz promo first and foremost i want to shout out hobbs powerhouse hobbs and that was kick-ass overalls i don't know why i said kick-ass that sounded really corny but i love them um and it's followed up by a shitty brian cage promo uh, yeah so with good comes bad uh, we get Wheeler Utah versus Darby Allen in a very, very fun uh, little 
50-50 squash match. Uh, we get the Orange Cassidy sing, Sting Spot, which I really pop for. Uh, Darby wins. Utah looked good. Uh, Utah looked good. Uh, I hope they continue to use him. Um, he's, he's an incredible talent. Uh, check out his Beyond work, his Ring of Honor work. He has done a lot of good stuff uh, this past year. Uh, Blade sneak attacks Orange Cassidy with the knuckles, the brass knuckles. Um, their match is coming on later in the evening. Uh, we get Nyla Rose versus Britt Baker in a match I hope we never have to witness again. Uh, it was a mess. Nyla is slow, sloppy. It does not make Britt as a champion look any better. Um, I hope with the signing of Thunder Rosa, we can run back that little feud leading into All In. Uh, please keep Nyla Rose away from Britt Baker at all costs. Uh, FTR versus... Um, Ortiz and Santana uh, had its own press conference. The match is coming up next week. Uh, it was a bunch of, I was poor, you were poor, I was raised different. Uh, it's the same stuff they've been regurgitating for the past couple weeks. I'm happy that they're just going to get the match over with because the buildup has been somewhat lackluster. Ah, we get um, a Tony and Andrade segment, and boy... This segment had its highs and it had its lows. So there's no Vicky Guerrero. Uh, Andrade announces that he's going to have a new consultant. And of course, it's Chavo Guerrero. Because why Why not? Um, eventually, Death Triangle comes out. Um, Andrade tries to target the Lucha Bros by saying, come work for me, not Pac. Pac is like, what are you talking about? It's not, they're not working for me. I think eventually we do see the breakup of Death Triangle. It just seems kind of written that way. Um, the refs get between them, and nothing really happens overall besides um, Chavo being introduced. At the end, it seemed very uh, someone like someone missed a spot. The refs are kind of coming in, but no one's really getting physical. It was a, kind of just a weird overall spot. Um, we got a video package about Marco Stunt getting his ass beat by the Hardy family. Uh, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian made the save. Um, we're going to get that match coming. Uh, we get a factory promo because why not? Yeah. Anyway, next week, uh, QT is going to apologize allegedly to Tony, but we all know he's going to want Tony to apologize to him. And I'm sure protein shakes or straps are going to be used because that's the way it is. Uh, we got Blade versus OC. Um, Orange Cassidy. It, it, it was what it was. Uh, I expected a little more from these two. Uh, Blade fixing his knee, kind of playing possum. Uh, comes around for a drop kick, knee strike. I don't, it was a mess. That buckle bomb seemed unnecessary, but it was a cool gif. So there you go. Way to go viral. Uh, Orange Cassidy gets the uh, the brass knuckles after the match and knocks out uh, Blade. He also won the match as well. There was uh, Chris Statlander and Bunny uh, interference. Uh, and then we get our main event. John Moxley versus Lance Archer in a Texas death match. Uh, the IWGP United States title. This was probably the match of the night. John Moxley and Archer really kind of went out there for the fans and gave it their all. Uh, Archer had the hometown pop. Jake Snake was out there. Actually, Jake the Snake Roberts recently re-signed with All Elite. So we're probably going to get more of him with Archer, even though I think Lance Archer has kind of evolved past having him. Uh, Archer threw a fan 
at uh, Moxley. Uh, Moxley used a fork on Archer. There was a lot of blood. Um, there was a little incident where you could see uh, Moxley kind of blading. Uh, that's kind of on AEW's camera crew um, for that one. Uh, the finish saw Archer chokeslam uh, Moxley through uh, two tables with barbed wire on top and hit the 10 count. Archer wins the title in his hometown, and he will be defending it next week uh, against um, Haku's son, uh, Haikulio. Haikulio? Haikulio? Uh, I really do suck with names. Um, yeah, so he'll be defending it in Charlotte against him. Uh, and that's the show. Uh, overall, it just feel, felt like it lacked. Um, it didn't have the same pop that the other two shows have. Uh, so when we come back, we'll be talking about both Raw and SmackDown. We're back, and as a preserver of time, I'm just going to throw SmackDown and Raw together. I think both were the best show together, if you will. Um, SmackDown started off with a fan package, kind of welcoming everything back. Vince McMahon comes out, hits him with a, where the hell have you been, and walks away. Awkward. Very awkward. But still, we don't need Vince on TV anymore, so it was fine. Uh, Roman comes out. Uh, Roman being the first entrance with fans back really said a lot to me. It was it really it felt different. Um, the Usos kind of joined behind him uh, shortly thereafter. Uh, we do get the announcement of Mysterio's Usos at Money in the Bank, and we know how that turned out. Uh, Roman and the Usos versus Mysterio is an edge. Uh, edge is pop. Whoo! Edge is pop. Uh, Roman being annoyed at the Usos all match was a nice little touch. I love how he always feels like the older brother, even though I believe he's like younger by a couple years. Uh, Roman was just thrashing Dom most of the match. Uh, Roman picking off the 619 was money. Uh, Jay with the assist from Jimmy um, getting the win over Ray. I liked uh, Edge makes a save with the chair. Roman nails the Superman punch on Edge. Spear on Roman after he... After he got that chair piece. And then Edge locks in the cross face with the chair piece. Everything about this match sold me on Money in the Bank. Uh, I was already sold. But it really did sell me on that. Um, they've done a really good job at putting together Edge and Roman. I know a lot of people were kind of complaining uh, about it. Edge kind of just skipping ahead of everybody. But let's be real. It's Edge. Um, Kayla then interviews Edge. And Seth Rollins is sitting there laughing at Edge. Uh, saying... You know, I hope you do win, which made the, the ending of the Money in the Bank match uh, kind of maddening, which is kind of where they seem to be taking the Seth character. Um, we get a Sami Zayn promo. Uh, comes out, you know, asking the crowd for his support. Um, then he kind of goes on to attack the crowd, and we get the return of Finn Balor. The first return of many returns this weekend uh finn balor returns doesn't say a goddamn word he gives uh he gives the boots beats uh beats uh sammy up pretty bad uh crowd eats it up uh we get shotzi and Knox. they got a new logo it's no longer tegan Knox, just Knox. because when you make that transition up they have to cut off a little bit of your past so shotzi no more blackheart tegan Knox, no more tegan versus tamina and natty in a match for the right to face Tamina and Natty for the women's tag team titles. Yeah, it's a lot, but here we go. Uh, Liv and Zelina are on commentary for the Money in the Bank 
uh, match. Zelina and Liv start brawling. This distracts Natty. Knox rolls up Natty for the win. Tamina and Natty start to attack Liv and Zelina. Z- uh, Liv ends up uh, kind of standing tall at the end of the day. Um, yeah, it was a lot. Obviously, I believe uh, Shotzi and Knox are going to win the women's tag team titles um, whenever that match may take place. Uh, and Zelina and Liv are probably going to continue this feud past Money in the Bank. We get Bianca versus Carmella. I thought this was probably going to be the main event of SmackDown. Um, Bianca got a nice pop. Carmella's entrance looks good on the big screen. Uh, it was a solid TV uh, match, um, especially for a title match. Uh, Car- Carmella, I thought, got enough in to look like somewhat of a worthy competition to Bianca. Bianca was just hitting some stiff shots. She looked strong. Uh, I loved everything about it. Obviously, Bianca picked up the win. She will also, the rematch is going to be this week um, at the Rolling Loud Cleveland show. Um, I'm not sure why we have a rematch that quick, but we do. Um, maybe, maybe Tony interferes in there. Who knows? Um, Alpha Academy promo. Uh, Cesaro comes in. Um, uh, Otis is really starting to look like Festus to me. Uh, like Festus and Vader put together. It's a weird combo. It's somewhat working, somewhat not. I'm not sure where I'm at with this. Uh, we get a commercial break before we come to the Otis Cesaro match. We get a package. Tony Storm will be here next week. Uh, so we're into Otis and Cesaro. Chad Gable's given a good old distraction. Eventually, Chad just comes in and hits uh, Cesaro with a German suplex. Um, and that's it. That's the match. Cesaro hits uh, Chad with the swing, but Otis eventually comes in and breaks it up. And they all just go on to beating Cesaro up. Um, Cesaro versus Gable would be fire if that did happen. I hope it happens down the road. Um, and then we get a Kayla-Paul Heyman segment. It's disrupted by Big E, which is a little bit of foreshadowing and why I personally thought Big E was going to end up winning the Money in the Bank match. Uh, Broke Boy Cor- Corbin is in the ring. Got some barbecue stains on that white t-shirt. Um, he sets up the Corbin Fund Me. He's asking for money. Kevin Owens interrupts him. Um... Uh, doesn't say much. Hits him with a stunner. Crowd goes crazy. And that leads us into Kevin Owens versus Rollins versus Nakamura versus Big E in the go-home match for Money in the Bank. Uh, it's basically the best of mixtape. We're getting everything thrown at us to make us want to watch Money in the Bank. We're all going to watch Money in the Bank anyway because it's WWE. Uh, we got uh, KO hitting an elbow off the top of the ladder onto the uh, Nakamura on the announce table. It's pretty sweet. Uh, Seth uh, curb stomps Big E for the win. It was fine. It did what it had to do. Um, it was a good match, and the crowd really, really enjoyed being back. Uh, Raw. Raw started off hot because we got the return of our boy, John Cena. Uh, he calls out Roman, calls him an asshole, announces the match for SummerSlam, and he will be at SmackDown this week. I cannot wait for it. I'm excited. I'm exuberant. All those adjectives that John Cena is back where he belongs. Uh, Matt Riddle came out because WWE is making Matt Riddle be known as a happy-go-lucky guy. I wonder why. Uh, I'm shocked that John Cena's people okayed this, but then again, they probably had no clue. Uh, we get Viking Raiders and Matt Riddle versus AJ Amos and uh, John Morrison. We get the same old same that we've been getting. Um, 
AJ Styles looked good. Everybody looked good. It was a fun six-man tag team match. Uh, the Raiders especially looked good. Uh, almost really showed off. He looks he looks like he can be the monster that I think we all think he can be. Uh, Kevin Nash put him over pretty big recently. Uh, we get a Jackson Riker promo. Uh, Elias in the ring. We're getting another another Elias versus Jackson Riker match. It's this time a sympathy ah sympathy a destruction match. Uh, skip it. If you haven't watched Raw, skip it. Skip it. Don't ever watch. Don't ever watch a Jackson Riker match, please. Everyone together collectively. Maybe we can erase them off our televisions. Uh, we get. Uh, Asanya Pierce and Mansoor segment. Ali enters the room. They agree to a tag team na- match next week. Ali's like, what's going on? Um, Mansoor says, hey, I just want to team with you. You've been right. We all know some chicanery is going to happen here. Maybe Mansoor is going to pull one over on Mustafa. I'm here for this being a low-level feud. It's been fun. I like both guys. Sheamus then in- enters after those two bounce, complaining about having to face Humberto again. We get a Charlotte in-ring segment, no mention of her NXT women's title run when she was listing off all of her title accomplishments. I thought that was a little weird, but it does go in line with the reports coming out that um, WWE wants to make NXT look completely like a developmental brand and not the third brand that they have been pushing for a minute. Um, Rhea interrupts. She comes out, no stomp. No stomp from Rhea. It's a first. Yeah. Anyway, Pierce and Sonya eventually come out and make up uh, the women's title match for tonight. That'll be the main event. We get a Ryan Cabrera sighting in the crowd. Shout out to him. Loved the music back when I was a uh, high schooler. Uh, Tamina and Natty versus Blazer and Nia. Naya. I always call her Nia. I don't know why. Blazer eats the pin. Blames Reggie. Naya eventually dumps Reggie in front of us all. It was a sad moment for just a little bit. But... When one door closes, another door opens. Tazawa makes his way out with that 24-7 cannonball run crew. Uh, Reggie does a little flip-flip. He uh, he pins Tazawa for the 24-7 title, and he puts on that Circus Soleil stuff all over the ring. Um, yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was fun. I'm looking forward to uh, Reggie hitting up uh, some fun cannonball run segments with the 24-7 crew. Uh, we get the debut promo for Karrion Cross. He'll be here tonight. That's definitely a fun one. Uh, Sheamus versus Humberto. Uh, we got Damian Priest, Priest watching backstage. Uh, Humberto hurt his hand on the mask. Looks like that'll be being used a little bit more. Uh, bro kick and the win. It looks like that's uh, that's a wrap for Humberto and Sheamus. But we'll probably see another three rematches down the line. Uh, Bobby Lashley has an open challenge. And we get another return. We get Keith Lee. In his home state, he answers to a mediocre pop from the crowd, and it's just, it's something. Uh, Keith Lee basically got the Kofi, uh, the Money in the Bank treatment in this match. Uh, Bobby makes quick work of him. I don't know what's going on with Keith Lee and the WWE, but it seems as though it's not going to work out in the long run. I'm indifferent about it. Uh, Goldberg's music hits. So we get another return. Goldberg gets in the ring, gets in Bobby's face, and screams, I'm next. And, you know, Goldberg is is a wackadoo. Um, so uh, we're probably going to see Goldberg and Bobby at SummerSlam. And honestly, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I don't really care what anyone says. I love Goldberg. 
I do. I love Goldberg. He's a big old weirdo, and I love watching him spear people and try and lift them up in his old age for their jackhammer. Sue me. Uh, we get a Jinder uh, in-ring promo. Uh, Drew McIntyre comes out in the all-black. Uh, no more Scottish stories. No more Nessie. No more swords. He comes in with a chair, and boy, Shanky got it. Shanky got wailed with that chair like, ugh. Like, Drew McIntyre was his stepfather. It was just disgusting. I think it was like 20-something chair shots. Uh, you could see the f- pictures online. Shanky, Shanky was beat up. Um, yeah, I like where they're going with Drew. Obviously, Drew's going to kind of start a chase again, probably get drafted over to SmackDown and face uh, Roman Reigns. I'm just going to say October. Um, but, yep, the buildup, making him that top baby face is back. Uh, we get Karrion Cross in his debut versus Jeff Hardy. And this one, this one had the internet talking. Jeff Hardy comes out to no more words. And that alone would have the internet buzzing. buzzing. But no, no, it gets even better. As MMA Mark Marrow is beating the brakes off Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy sneaks a win. Sneaks a win with his feet on the ropes and everyone loses it online. They stripped everything away from that man and they expected... That man to pick up a win against the icon, Jeff Hardy. And when he didn't, the crowd was like, what's going on? Vince hates NXT. I don't know. Maybe there's a storyline coming, guys. It's Jeff Hardy. This man has been getting made fun of for months now by lesser known names. And we're going to really question Jeff Hardy getting a win over him? Not to mention, Karrion Cross is about the same size as Jeff Hardy. He can't be the monster, that machine that he portrays himself to be. Especially without all the smoke and mirrors that they gave him in NXT. Adam Cole was right. Man is nothing but an entrance. Anyway, I, I guess I'm the only guy that actually did enjoy Jeff Hardy getting the win there. I, I feel like the crime more is so Jeff Hardy getting a win over someone like Cedric Alexander a couple weeks ago. With, but then Karrion Cross. I mean, Karrion Cross is going to be fine. I don't know. Anyway, we get Alexis Playground and the return that we all should be excited about. Lily's back, guys. Lily is back. Yeah. Uh, Eva Marie and Dewdrop are the uh, the guests here. Not much there. I guess we're going to get more Alexa and Eva Marie. More Eva Marie in the ring. Yay. Uh, it's announced next week we are getting uh, Viking Raiders versus AJ and Almost for the titles because, if anything, WWE loves more than shitting on former NXT champions. It's rematches. That was a troll. Uh, Rhea versus Charlotte for the women's title. Charlotte eventually gets DQ'd. This match is nothing. Rhea goes after her for revenge. And the real story here is Nikki Ash cashes in all night long. They didn't really talk about Nikki Ash winning that that Money in the Bank briefcase. And I was like, what's going on? Are we getting a cash-in? And yeah, we did get a cash-in. And she pinned Charlotte after a crossbody. And she hopped in that crowd. And she celebrated like COVID isn't a thing still. It really made us all forget for a moment. And I know, I know for a fact next week we are getting one hell of a if I could do it, you can do it promo that's going to be selling capes and masks like hotcakes i'm not going to get one but i know every little girl and every little boy is going to be running around saying they're almost a superhero hell maybe peacock will pick up the saturday morning cartoon 
Nikki Ash and friends. I don't know. I got I got a little excited when she won, but you know that's me. Uh, so that's it for this week. It was a little bit longer of a show than normal. I talked a little bit more than I normally do. It is what it is. Make sure you follow the socials, uh, the Fired Up Podcast Network, at Fired Up Podcast. Make sure that S is on the end because I made that mistake and it leads you to a different route. Not a bad route, but a different route. Follow me, at Daniel Soden. And don't forget to follow the Fired Up Podcast uh, Pro Wrestling Twitter account. That was a mouthful. At 3SecTan. That's the numeral 3. S-E-C-T-A-N. Rhymes with Dan. Ah, yeah. Anyway... Have a great week, guys.